Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Disciples are learners. So it was with the twelve, so it is with us. They were not disciples and we are not disciples because of what we know, but rather because we need to learn and grow. And we have much to learn. As did the twelve who were in the boat with Jesus that day, crossing the Sea of Galilee. They had learned a lot already. Yet they still had a lot to learn. So far, they had heard Jesus teach in the synagogue with authority. And not how the scribes taught, relying on the authority of those who came before them. There was something different about Jesus and his teaching that he didn't need to rely on someone else's authority. He was the authority. And then he demonstrated that authority that same day when he rebuked an unclean spirit and commanded it to come out of a man, and it did. Jesus was a man with authority. Then they saw Jesus, the healer, first healing Peter's mother-in-law from a fever, and then also healing the many who were brought to him with many and various diseases and casting out demons. Jesus is the great physician of body and soul. And no disease was too much for him, not even dreaded leprosy, for that's who came next. And Jesus, unafraid of this man who everybody else was afraid of, touched him and cleansed him. The disciples were learning who Jesus was, teacher, healer, cleanser, and next, forgiver. For next came a man who was paralyzed, and Jesus said to him, Son, your sins are forgiven. And that caused quite a stir. Only God can forgive sins. So Jesus then heals the man to show that his words were not empty, but have such authority. Or as the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. Certainly the Lord was with Jesus. But even that wasn't saying enough they would learn. Jesus claimed more than that, that he was Lord of the Sabbath. That the Sabbath wasn't over him, he was over the Sabbath. That the Sabbath wasn't given to him, he gave the Sabbath for working good. And he worked good on the Sabbath, healing a man with a withered hand and not bowing to his opponents who demanded that he not do good on the Sabbath. Now this is exactly what the Sabbath was for, for God to give for man to receive. The disciples were learning. The demons and the unclean spirits were crying out in fear of him, you are the son of God. 
Others, though, began to question his sanity. They said, he is out of his mind. Well, the disciples knew that wasn't true. No one's mind was more right than his. And then Jesus switched gears a bit and began teaching about the kingdom of God in a series of parables. He talked of seeds growing, the parables that we heard last week. And that we don't know how seeds grow and that we can't make them grow. And that even small seeds produce great plants. It is a part of the mystery of nature. Nature which so often seems to have a mind of its own. When it rains and when it is sunny, how things grow. And the storms that so often seem to pop up out of nowhere. Like the storm that popped up that very evening. When they took leave of the crowd and got into a boat to cross over the Sea of Galilee, one of those terrifying and out of nowhere storms came down upon the Sea of Galilee and began to swamp the boat, so much so that sinking was a real possibility. Nature was raging. And Jesus was asleep. And apparently very asleep to sleep through something like that. And so they wake him up. Don't you care? Don't you care that we are perishing? And maybe under those words, an accusation. Don't you care about us like all those sick people you healed? Don't you care about us like all those people you cast out demons from? Don't you care about us like the lepers and the paralyzed? What about us? The disciples still had much to learn. It is one thing to watch Jesus and learn as he provides for those in need. Now they were the ones in need. Now they know something of the desperation of those who came to Jesus. Jesus does not fail them. We're not even told that he spoke to them or answered their question. He simply speaks to the winds and the waves. Winds and waves that have no ears. Winds and waves that are part of wild and uncontrollable nature. But winds and waves that obey him. Peace be still. And all at once, nature is still and at peace with Jesus. And then Jesus speaks to them, not in their frenzied fear, but when they were filled with another kind of fear, fear of the one whose presence they were in. Who is this? Did they think they knew before? Did they think they had it figured out? But there is only one who the wind and waves obey, who told the waters in creation here and no farther, who commanded the floods to come and go, who commanded the Red Sea to part and it did, who causes plagues of locusts, flies, gnats, and darkness, who stops the Jordan from flowing. 
Who is this? He was a man. He was tired. He was asleep. He got hungry. He ate. He prayed. God was with him to be sure. But to command winds and waves. Well, why did they wake him if they didn't expect that? And if they did, why were they surprised and in fear afterward? They were learning. And they had much to learn. Yes, there is God and there is man. And there is certainly a great distance between them. But here in Jesus, the distance was not so great. He's a man who also acts like God, speaks like God, does what only God can do. Is this God himself? God in human flesh, God and man as one? They were learning, growing. Did they have faith? Of course they had faith. They had faith in God and they had faith in Jesus, but they were learning to bring the two together. To have faith in Jesus as God. God in the flesh. Come to his creation to save it. To save them. To save us. To save all. Which we too are still learning. Oh, we know, right? We know who Jesus is. We know that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament and all the words and promises of God. We know what he did. We know that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven. We know, we know that. We confess it in the creed and you believe that. That's why you're here. And yet, we still have our moments, don't we? Like the disciples in that boat that night, we too have our what about me moments. You healed that person, what about me? You provided for that person, what about me? You heard their prayer, what about mine? Don't you care? Don't you care about me? About my family, about my prayers, about my troubles? Wake up! What about me? And like the disciples, maybe we too wonder what God will do if some problems are just too big. Some people too far gone. Some waves too big. Some winds too strong. Some sins too deep. Some troubles gone on too long. Some grudges too hard. Yeah, we've seen God do a lot. And we know, our head knows God can do anything but but this? And will he even be willing for somebody like me? Whose faith is so weak, whose life is so bad, whose prayers falter and fail, whose life isn't what it should be. Like the disciples, we too are still learning, growing, learning. To trust that Jesus does care. 
even when he seems not to, even when he seems asleep, even when others, even other Christians are telling us differently. We learn to trust every word and promise of God that if he speaks it, it is true. And if he promises it, it will happen. We're learning to trust our baptism. That in those waters combined with the word of God, he really did make me his child. He really does love me. He really did give me his spirit. He really did forgive my sins. He really did make me an heir of eternal life. I can rely on that. And he will not renege on that promise. We're learning to trust in the forgiveness of our sins. That our sins really are cleansed. He is not punishing you for your sins. He doesn't look at us as others do, or even as we look at ourselves. God is really pleased with us. We're learning to trust the cross of Jesus, for that's what all this really is. Learning to trust that our sins were put there on Jesus, there are none still for us to make up for. Learning to trust that all the wrath and punishment of God was poured about him there. He is not punishing you for the same sins that Jesus already atoned for. Learning to trust that Jesus has traded places with us. He took our rightful place there and gave us his rightful place as sons and daughters of God. Learning to trust that as sons and daughters of God, yes, he disciplines us. But it is in love and for our good. Learning that he is for us in all things and not against us in anything. Learning not to believe the lies and lures of the devil. Who wants you to think otherwise. That there is something that you still must do. That you have to make yourself pleasing to God. That all God's words and promises are not so sure and certain, but dependent on you, how well you are doing, how strongly you believe. No. Like in the boat that day, Jesus is here among us in this boat, standing here and saying to you, Peace. Be still. The peace that comes with forgiveness that calms our doubts and fears and the stillness that comes with his love. Stillness. That it's not what you do, your activity. It's what he does, his activity. What he gives and you receive. What he did in his life, death, and resurrection and what he is giving to you here in his word, in his water, and at his altar. That here there is not God and man, but God and man. The body and blood of the one who was God and man in one flesh. That we be one with him, and he live in us, and we live in him. So week, week, each week, we come here and we learn, and we grow, And then Jesus says to us, let's go over to the other side. And we go out. 
And he goes out with us. And we get knocked down and tossed about and filled with doubts and fears and worries. Things that happen, things that come out of the blue, big things, storms. Satan trying to sink your faith. But then as we sang in the intro, we cry out to the Lord in our trouble and he delivers us from our distress. Maybe not by ending the trouble. Maybe by strengthening our faith in it. Maybe not as quickly as we like. Maybe not the way we thought. But we're learning that our Lord is with us and he is faithful. And one day when we die, when the storms of death and sin overtake us, even then, especially then, His care will not cease. He will be with us then too and take us safely to the other side, to life eternal. Who is this? The disciples wondered. And then they learned who this is. The one who does care. The one who saves. Yes, the one true God. The promised one, Emmanuel, God with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.